0: Welcome in to the All Things Bama Podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for all Crimson Tide Athletics. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, joined with staff writer Joey Blackwell. We apologize for not having an episode on Friday. Uh, we, we did have a lot of features, basketball over the weekend. Um, you know Alabama's a game against LSU getting postponed through a lot of things up in the air including for us too but we're glad to be back on here um, Joey uh, you know you know it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest weekend of SEC football but there was a lot of football nonetheless uh, you know and, and it was it was different right to Alabama I mean this is the first time I can't remember how long Alabama hasn't had a football game during the regular season in two weeks uh, so it's good to kind of get that out of the way and now you know when you at the proposed schedule, potentially moving forward, uh, Alabama's going to have a busy uh, next month.
1: No, it's going to be very busy. and, Of course, still a lot up in the air with uh, with LSU um, and Alabama potentially being rescheduled for fifth. Of course, there's there's no confirmation for that yet. That's just speculation. But um, a lot of a lot of dominoes beginning in the fall. A lot of a uh, lot of games potentially being moved. And it's going to be a you know the season's already been and it been an interesting one. But it looks like we're in for a one wild ride up to the finish line.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, right now, Alabama, as we know, and the thing is, Joey, the SEC added this new wrinkle into their, their protocol and their scheduling policy where it's like they've got up to Monday at 8 p.m. where they can tell a coach, hey, you know, this team can't play, but another team already on your schedule can play. We're going to move the game. Like, you know, if the game has to get postponed because of COVID, so you could be playing a whole new opponent, um, you know, just within moments, right? Your schedule can flip like that now. I wish it would have gotten done sooner because I know the Pac-12, that was something they – when they got back a few weeks ago, this is something they added, and we saw it in play on Sunday morning, right? Like, we had two teams play each other. Uh, It was Cal and UCLA. They got things flipped around. They – you know, that was in the span of one day, right? Like, they didn't realize they were going to play each other until, I believe it was late Friday. Um, They were going to play each other on that Sunday, which is – that was cool. They got that done. But uh, but I wish they kind of would have got this sooner. I get it, right? Like, it's 2020. But Greg Sankey in the SEC conference – They have done a phenomenal job with handling this pandemic so far, and this was the brunt of it, right? Like, if if anything was going to be a huge punch, and they were expecting a big punch, they were expecting you know something to hit them hard. It was this past weekend, right? Four postponements, four cancel or not, not cancellations. I'm sorry, four postponements. They're not canceled exactly yet, but and right now, as it stands, on a Monday morning at at you know early Monday morning. It is going to be all the games played on the twenty first, and it this, and we're going to get a full slate right now as it stands.
1: It's it's just been you know I I can't uh, praise Greg Sankey and the and the Southeastern Conference enough for how they've handled it. You know, um, there were a lot of a lot of frustrations from a lot of fan bases this past weekend, obviously, Um, and there were some, but but I believe that the the new. Um, restructuring of how they're doing this is a good move you know maybe it should have been implemented before the season even started so that, um it could have made a potentially for a, a smoother season but you know hindsight is 2020 so um, I think they've done a great job and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how you know we as reporters have to really watch until that 8 p.m. Monday deadline just to make sure every week that something doesn't get rescheduled <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and right now, like like we said, Alabama, Kentucky this weekend, then the Iron Bowl, and then there, there's there's rumors right now, there's just rumors right now that Alabama LSU will happen on December fifth with Alabama Arkansas being pushed back to December twelfth. And if if you're curious how this works on the schedule, how this looks, LSU was scheduled to play Ole Miss on December fifth because, but because the SEC said, hey, we're gonna let non-SEC title game par- participants play on the 19th, the LSU all Miss date is, is now being able to be moved to the 19th, right? So that's how they're able to fit that in there. But, you know, early look ahead, Joey, before we dive into everything else across the SEC, early look ahead, Alabama, Kentucky this weekend, Alabama 31-point favorites over the Wildcats. Um, doesn't Doesn't appear that this one's going to be close. The only thing I would be concerned about for Alabama is knocking off some rush, right? Knocking off, you know, getting back in rhythm, knocking off maybe some, you know, just some dust and, and, and you know, getting back into the rhythm. But Kentucky, a team that's, that struggles offensively. They're really good at running the football, obviously. Um, you know, they've got a great offensive line. And uh, I want to give, you know, uh, my condolences to the Schlarman family, their offensive line coach who passed away of a rare cancer. He had been battling that for two years and still coaching, still still going up, showing up to work every single day. Um, even despite chemo treatments uh, for seven hours a week, like in, in, insane story. Um, but, you know, they, they played with heavy hearts against Vanderbilt this weekend, got a close win out of there. And, uh, you know, was going to face an emotional Kentucky team coming into to, 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 Bright-Denny Stadium. And it just, it just seems like, you know, Kentucky's going to be a little overmatched. Um, but, you know, it's still going to be another moment for Alabama to prove that it is the number one team in college football.
1: No, I agree. Kentucky's going to come in here emotional. This is, this, is a, this is, while on paper it might not look like a big game, this is a big game for Alabama because we have to remember, when Alabama steps foot on the field and Bryant-Denny on Saturday, it's going to have been the first game they played since Halloween, as hard as that is to believe. So it's about dusting off the, you know, the cobwebs, clear heads, getting in there, and, and, and while they're still number one, they really need to reclaim um, that number one spot. Um, you know, by proving that hey, we haven't played in a few weeks, but we're still Alabama, and we're still going to be the uh, most deserving of that number one spot. So, a very important game. You know, Kentucky. Kentucky has a solid defense. They did. They didn't play very well against Vanderbilt, of course, allowing the Commodores, uh, I believe, it was 35 points. Um, but still, uh, their their quarterback Wilson is is playing, doing solid work. But you know, I, I think if Alabama's defense uh, continues to improve like they've been improving all year, even with this break. Uh, Kentucky's just outmatched when you look at the matchups.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and Mark Stoops, I mean, this is this has been a crazy year for so many programs, and um, 2020's been different. They had a lot of high expectations. You know, they were going to try to be this dark horse um, team in the SEC East, and it, it, it's not going to really pan out that way. Uh, but this was also a team added to Alabama's schedule, right? Like at the beginning of the year, it was like Missouri when, when they said we're going to a ten-game conference schedule it was Missouri and Kentucky. So this is part two of of the extra added opponents, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, right? It's gonna be a test for Alabama. Can Alabama stop the running game? And, uh, and, I, and I'm curious to see what steps they can take there. And, you know, for last year uh, they were seventh in rushing defense and have gotten better this year, uh, but not maybe up quite to what Saban wants. He said that earlier uh, this past week when, in the lead-up before LSU game got canceled. Um, he said he wanted to see more of that. And you're going to get that with Kentucky. They're committed to the running game. And on this episode we're going to have a lot more in-detail de- in preview of that matchup. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, Joey, outside the SEC, Alabama didn't play. But one thing I do want to hit on it is Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones has been on the sideline for two weeks. It'll be almost three weeks by the time they play the Wildcats. And what happened in Gainesville, Florida, with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts didn't play, Florida's big tight end, and they smoke Arkansas. They absolutely lit Arkansas up. And Arkansas, defensively, had been outstanding this year, right? I mean, Barry Odom, former Missouri coach, defensive coordinator now at Arkansas. And, of course, Sam Pittman wasn't there. He's battling COVID. But – You know, Arkansas was expected to kind of keep this close, right? And Kyle Trash just said, I'm going to drop 400 plus yards on you, six touchdowns, and I'm making my presence known and I'm, you know, thrusting himself into the Heisman race. Um, To me right now, man, it's, uh, well, he threw for 356, excuse me, but still, still, six touchdowns. And he's the first player. Listen, it's the first player in SEC history, Joey, to throw for four more touchdowns in six straight conference games. That is unreal, and that's Heisman-worthy, right? Um, so what would, what's your your take on Florida right now? And, you know, if they end up do playing Alabama, what's kind of your early read there?
1: Well, Florida is a very, very scary team, and the difference in the game is – was that second quarter when Florida went off and scored 28 points against Arkansas? But Kyle Trask has really come onto the scene this year. You know, we we talked about him a decent amount in preseason about how he was one of the one of the better quarterbacks in in the in the in the conference. And right now he's proving that. You know, you said to yourself 356 yards and six touchdowns. He was 23 for 29 this past weekend against a, a solid Arkansas defense. Now of course Arkansas didn't have Sam Pittman, you know, coaching them cause due to COVID which hopefully we'll see him back next week. But no, Florida is a really scary team right now. And and the fact that they were able to – that Kyle Trask was able to throw six touchdowns with their – arguably their best receiving threat in in, in Pitt's, not on the field, that's that's really scary, especially for, for a team like Alabama where their defense has been, like like I said a few seconds ago, their Alabama's defense has been getting consistently better, but there's still those inconsistencies. And a, a team like Florida with the offensive weapons they have has the potential to expose some of those uh, inconsistencies and those flaws. So it, I'm really looking forward to the SEC championship game if everything continues to go as scheduled. If Florida keeps playing like they're playing, they're going to be there. If Alabama keeps playing like they're playing, they're going to be there. So, really, just two two heavy hitting offenses going at it, and that's some of the best games in college football.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing for me, man, you know, you look at the, you look at their loss earlier in the season, Texas A and M. Texas A and M is just hitting their stride, right? Like Texas A and M, like when they played Alabama, they were not a complete team right? For week three. But you get a little more, you get a little more uh, game action to kind of, you know, to, to, to get some kinks out, right? For Texas A&M, and their offense is clicking. Um, they had a game, you know, postponed against Tennessee last weekend, and they're back in action against Ole Miss on Saturday. Um, but the three best teams in the conference right now, right? Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida, and Alabama and Florida on the collision course. To me, though, Joey, in terms of the Heisman race, where do you think Mac Jones is right now after sitting out two weeks? Um, compared to you know Justin Fields who also sat out this past week, Trevor Lawrence who missed two games this year due to COVID, and then Kyle Trask obviously. Where do you where do you think Mac Jones stands among them right now?
1: Mac Jones to me is is in second place. Um, for me personally right now, I have Trask at number one just because, like you said, you know this uh, he's had six games with four more touchdown passes, which is unbelievable. He's playing some incredible football right now, um, and he showed, like I said a couple of seconds ago, even with Pitts um, out. He's still able to hit his stride and still able to find receivers and and find the end zone. Um, so I have Trask at one. I have Mac Jones at two. Um, I'm still. Justin Fields. Had a, a great. We haven't played as many games. We haven't had the opportune opportunity to really see any inconsistencies with his game. Now by the end of the season, I could completely uh, change on that. But right now. I put Trevor Lawrence at three and Justin Fields at four.
0: Yeah, I, I right now um, I I think Trask took the lead on Saturday. Right now, I think he's fourth among the betting favorites. Fields is a slight slight edge, and then Jones and and Lawrence have the same betting odds right now as it stands. But I, I think it goes I think it goes Trask, Mac, uh, Justin Fields, then Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence missing those two games. I, I think that that's going to weigh a lot, right? Like that's on mm-hmm. the committee because. When have you ever had a shortened season and a player missed two games and still win the trophy? It's The odds, I think, are really against him right now just because of him missing those two games. And for Fields, he just missed the game against Maryland. Ready, you know, game in a season that's supposed to be eight games, right? So now the maximum amount of games they can play, I believe, is eight. Um, so I'm sorry, it was a nine-game season, including the conference championship. Um, so they've already got a game deducted from them, final chance. But if if Mac Jones gets that game back against LSU, then the reality is is that you know he's going to make up for that, right? Over these next four weeks, what we're going to see is Mac Jones potentially get back onto the the pace he was on, um, which him and Trask are having Joe Burrow type years. Um, Trask, you know, he has the edge in touchdowns right now, um, but you know that's also because they were able to play Saturday. But uh, you know, right now, Alabama, like I said, Kentucky, Auburn. LSU Arkansas left right that that's that's the projected schedule right now. Mm-hmm. As but the thing to me is, is it it's going to boil down to the SEC championship game, and if either quarterback whoever outduels the other, I think will end up winning the Heisman Trophy. It's going to come down to that game. But then too, right, like this Arkansas defense. I mentioned how like everyone talked about how great Barry Odom was, and Kyle Trask made his defense look silly. Is Mac Jones going to be able to do the same thing against Arkansas? You would you would think you would think so in in the sense of like okay if he wants to stay in the race that that's what's probably going to need to happen but but we'll just see.
1: No, I think I, I think you're right. I think that the SEC championship game is really going to um, decide the Heisman race. But you also have to remember with going back to Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, even even with him missing two games by the end of the season, if you include the ACC championship game, he's going to have played ten games because he'll have the nine because, of course, the ACC is playing an 11-game, a 10-plus-1 um, um, season. So he'll still have played 10 games. And here's the thing. Um, I think that the ACC championship game really could – help Trevor Lawrence in his Heisman campaign if the if Clemson faces off against Notre Dame. Because obviously we all know that Notre Dame beat Clemson in overtime, but they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. So if Trevor Lawrence comes on the field and Clemson absolutely smokes um, Notre Dame and they show, oh, hey, this is why we lost last time, now we have our main offensive weapon back, I think that would be also a huge statement. Um, for Lawrence to get the Heisman, but uh, regardless, that December nineteenth, uh when you have both those championship games, it's going to be interesting to see um, what statements that those three quarterbacks make.
0: Yeah, the intent too, like right, DJ Ugalali hit uh, his play right. Like I mean, he threw still for over four hundred yards against Notre Dame in that loss, and. You know, he played really well. He put up 40 points. You should win a football game when you score 40 points. I think him playing so well hurts Lawrence's case because what could have Lawrence done that, you know, that DJ didn't do, right? Like, um, he threw for 423 yards, had a couple touchdowns, also was able to run the football some. So, it's like, what could have Trevor done, right? Like, you're looking at that. Does he really make the difference in that game? We, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just we'll just have to see what Clemson looks like um, in their final three games leading up to the ACC championship game, which looks like it's going to be a rematch from Notre Dame. Notre Dame took care of business against Boston College, and they've got the inside track now to get to that title game with the with a rematch against Clemson more than likely looming um, if Notre Dame can take care of business against North Carolina. Uh, and then, too, Joey, you know, just just looking around the SEC, Will Muschamp, right, the first SEC coach to be fired. Uh, you know his Gamecocks couldn't pull it out against Ole Miss. You know, do you think Will Muschamp is a guy where we're saving you know, it wants as an analyst? Or you know, I think I think a lot of fans they kind of they kinda, they're, they're joking on Twitter when it got when it happened uh, yesterday. You know, talking about uh, Pete Golding needs to be careful right now, right? Like they and I I, I think that's all speculation. I, I think there's no credence to that because of the Alabama defense improving week by week. Um, it's funny to think about, but Will and Saban go back a lot. Will's been on Saban's staff before. He's a former assistant. Um, It's an interesting thought, you know, if he wants to bring him in, you know, to his uh, his his really rehabilitation clinic of coaches per se.
1: No, he had a really strong start. At, at at South carolina and people thought okay this is the guy that's going to rebuild them because you know he's, he's finished with of course 28 and 30 overall but you know in his, in his first three seasons he recorded 22 wins which is the most in school history in the first three seasons as a head coach uh, you know and he only trailed uh, steve spurrier after four seasons steve spurrier had 28 wins after his first four um seasons so a really strong start but the past couple of years of course really fell apart um, their recruiting game um, started to get a little lackluster, not bringing in the big guys that, that they were when Spurrier was there. So obviously disappointing to see Muschamp go, but understandable. Um, he just, after a few years, he had overstayed his welcome. And, um, you know, when you lose 15, when you allow Ole Miss to score 59 points, your team scores 42. Like you said, if you score 40 points, you should be able to win a game. And uh, losing 59-42 against Ole Miss, was that was the last straw.
0: Yeah, and uh, and like I say, it, that 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 South Carolina job is so interesting to me because do do they go after a Hugh Freeze? Do they go after maybe Billy Napier at Louisiana? I think Hugh Freeze is interesting. Does Hugh Freeze go ahead and jump the gun on Liberty and return to the SEC? Um, that's interesting to me because you look at you look at Hugh Freeze, right? His his calling card is what he did. What he did at Ole Miss, beating Alabama two years in a row, and then obviously getting Liberty to now to a twenty, a top twenty-one ranking, and they're seven zero, and you know they've already beaten uh, an ACC program, and he's got them built up, and this is only their second year or second or third year in Division One football, which is crazy um, to think about what he's doing with the, the talent he has on that roster. Um, so I, I'm I'm fascinated to see where South Carolina goes and if it is indeed Hugh Freeze.
1: No, Hugh, Freeze, Hugh Freeze would be a great pick. Of course, he said you know, a couple weeks ago he wasn't looking anywhere. He was happy where he was, but we all know that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> um, so Hugh Freeze would be a great pick, I think, for South Carolina, but we'll just have to wait and see. You know, the 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 uh, the coaching hot seat is, uh, is still warm from where Muschamp sat there, so we'll have to wait. You know, we still have plenty of time before they pick a new head coach.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's, you know, Mike Bobo is the in- interim coach, the offensive coordinator. And we'll see how South Carolina finishes up. Normally, you know, sometimes a coach gets to let go. Um, the team kind of, you know, there, there's a stigma about the team performing a lot better toward the end. So so we'll see about that for the Gamecocks. Uh, but Joey, thanks for coming on here, kind of recapping uh, the small slate of games we had this weekend in the SEC and in college football and talking about Alabama. Alabama
1: returns to Kentucky. Right on the work it's we will person uh in the press box it's gonna be a lot of
0: fun uh, and again joey thanks for coming on here man
1: thank you tyler appreciate it looking forward to this weekend
0: for joey blackwell i'm Tyler martin this has been the all things banner podcast